And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on Today's Experience. It's marvelous, monumental, most fascinating, massively mind-bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one to draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, nepotism, ooh, big word, means the practice among those with power or influence of favoring relatives or friends, especially by giving them jobs. God can pick winners and losers, but people don't do that well. And when we put our family above what we request or require from others, that does not please the Lord. Uh Uh-oh. Romans 2.11 states God shows no partiality. Family is important, but both physical and spiritual. Just ask Jesus. Next, the disadvantage should not be despised. If among you one of your brothers should become poor in any of your towns within your land, then the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not harden your heart or shut your hand against the poor brother. Instead, help. The difference in these situations is that the people who were poor were working and struggling to make ends meet. They were not trying to sit around and twiddle their thumbs. They were trying That is substantially different, the government programs, isn't it? And finally, the nobles and the wealthy people were oppressing their fellow countrymen because of greed. They were more concerned about money than morality. That's a big-time problem with God. People are of more excellent value than bank accounts. Money is an essential tool, but Jesus didn't die for our financial treasures. He died for David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. I've got, I have a couple of them right here. I I can pull this right out of Houston, right here. Surviving, living, and prevailing. We're home. Anyway, politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive, so much more. Hey, 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 hey there. Hey. Hey, how are you? Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at org. david at org. Hold on. Yes, it's working. I just had to check. Uh, you can also text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. You are welcome to call in, 972-445-0770. Number one, nobody will bite you. Here. I don't know about anywhere else. Nobody will bite you, though, here. Uh, and you are welcome to call in and share. You call 972-445-0770, and then you have the privilege of talking to Captain Chris, and then you will be... There you go. I love that song. I don't care what anybody says. So here's the bottom line. The bottom. So somebody asked me about it. I go. They go. What do you think it's about? I said, sailing. Um. Anyways. 
I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Uh, If you have a thought, a question, if you have a comment, if you have an observation, maybe you have a praise report, maybe you have a prayer request, maybe you got something going on, you want to join your faith. We had a wonderful call in the beginning of the show, just fantastic, about sharing a testimony. His name was Marshall, right? I think I get that correct. And he just shared an excellent job and just brought up great illustrations. You're welcome to do that and to engage. What we don't want is just a place to complain because there's plenty of those and we ain't it. That's kind of the nicest way to say it. I mean, you have to understand that I grew up with a very Jewish grandmother and a very Jewish mother, and I've heard all the complaining I need to hear, and God has told me to stop complaining, which I'm probably going to fail at in about the next five minutes. But anyway, the point is, let's not make it about that. Let's make it about encouraging and strengthening one another. In the meantime... Here is your next trivia question. In Ezekiel 37, where? Ezekiel 37, what is the prophet told to do to the dry bones? If you think you know the answer, you want to reach out to us, we would love that. Uh, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Then you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Okay, now, I need a little audience help. I'm not sharing about Houston yet. I have a question. I can't find my notes, (laughs) so I'm like... I'm going to ask the audience because I don't want to go through 3,186 different podcasts to find the answer. So we've done – now just listen, just listen. So you, can, you can also text this or email this in. This is just something that I can't find and I need somebody who's smarter than me, which is pretty much all of you. I did a, a study, a person study, a character study on on a couple of the gospel writers. But I cannot remember if we did Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, Matthew, <laughs> just Mark, just Luke, just John. Anyway, I found all four of my old ones, and I'm like, I can't remember which ones I've done on the show. So if you guys remember what we have done, let me know. and Or if you know what we haven't done, let me know, and that'll just help me. Is that cheap? That's kind of cheap, right? It's a little cheap. I never said that we did a lot of expensive things. Somebody ready for their trivia call? Here we go. There we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. It's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you today? I'm better today than I was yesterday. Let me leave that there. <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I'll share about that in a minute. All right. In Ezekiel 37, that's the big one, when the prophet was told, what was he told to do to the dry bones? Wasn't it like speak or prophesy? That is exactly correct. You are the best guesser ever. He is supposed to speak a prophetic word. So he's supposed to speak, number one answer, speak a prophetic word to the dry bones and that they would come back to life. That's exactly it. See, you are on top of it. Excellent job. Okay, good. Well, y'all have a good day. All right. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Fantastic. Always good to have Deborah because she knows she is the best guesser. I mean, we've already discussed it. We've gone through the numbers. Best guesser. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll tell you three things about the trip to Houston because I only have three, four minutes, and I won't complain too much. Number one, 
it was a tough trip. It was a tough trip in that it was five hours there, four hours of driving the next day to go see uh, uh, family, and then five hours home. That's number one. Number two, traffic was fantastic if you were an ant. <laughs> it's just like, what? I, we got to Mesquite, right? We're going home, get to Mesquite from Houston, right? There was another 30-minute delay because of freeway work. It's just like, what? That's... Uh, ch- ch- chose the the right route there. Anyway, uh, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying I'm noticeably uh, uh, just responding to it all. Here's the two things that happened that were really, really fascinating. Okay, the first thing is the Lord showed me something about me because I'm an idiot and I need help, and I don't mind telling Him that because He knows everything. That's just like how was that bad? What's wrong with that? And anyway, so I'm doing my devotions and, you know, made a big deal to the family. Hey, I can't go. I got to do my devotions, blah, blah, blah. And the Lord showed me during my devotional time. So what I do is I do 30 to 45 minutes in prayer and 35 more minutes in Bible study. And I have not failed to do that for 24 years, one month, and 21 days. Okay? Now, I've done devotions before. It's just that I'm on this streak where I don't break it. Like, I've never broken it in that entire time. You know what the Lord told me? I did that. Which then oh, immediately reduced me to, oh, yeah, that's true, huh? <laughs> See, because we think we do it, and we do do some of it. Just like Marshall was saying, you know, we open the window, but all the wind and all the faith and all the stuff come from him. He's the one that gives me the ability to do that. So I had to pull, I had to humble myself. I mean, not even a bad way to just go, you're right. I'm not doing that. You gave me that gift, and and I owe you for that. But the thing that the Lord showed me after my devotion was the cool part. So we're at Noel's brother's house, and we've had multiple conversations. And I really enjoy his company, by the way. He's uh, he's born within a year of me, so we know all the same media, everything. So we can tell jokes to one another, and we know what the, the closing lines are because, you know, I mean, we're talking, you know, Bozo the Clown and Captain Kangaroo and stuff like that. All right. So they all decided to go to breakfast, which I'm not a big fan of uh, going to eat a breakfast unless uh, Noel and I are at a hotel or something. It's like, I don't know. It's just I like room service breakfast, and the rest of it is like, nah, I don't know, whatever. So they go to breakfast, and then I'm doing my devotions, and the Lord has me pray. Get this. I'm not even kidding. I'm in the middle of the house in a chair, and the Lord has me pray out loud. And I'm like, what's going on? I know what's going on. I know the Lord's doing it. And after I was done praying, it was a long time of prayer, the Lord showed me that he just, uh, I don't want to say planted a seed, but put an effective rock in the middle of that house that is fully spiritual, calling upon the name of the Lord. It was almost like I knew the Lord had just brought me through spiritual warfare that I didn't even know was going on. I just do my devotions. I didn't care, right? And it's not hard for me to speak it, obviously. But there was spiritual warfare going on and being there, and, and, I, and I'll say this very carefully because I don't want to get overly charismatic in this spot, but it's almost as though the Lord sent them out and left me alone in the house, and I was just able to call upon the name of the Lord for the entire time and turn that living room into a sanctuary. And it was almost like, something else is going on. (laughs) I don't even know everything. Here's what I do know. God was putting a stake in the ground or putting a cornerstone in the ground, so to speak, and perhaps creating a new building. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, isn't that cool? That part's cool. Don't ask me about the drive. I don't want to complain. All right, we're going to take a break and come back and get into our teaching. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. 
What is the David Spoon experience? Anyway, that's not even the story. Let me tell you the story. Because it's so big, I cut the first third yesterday. And uh, that's the front of the house. And the back two-thirds I'll do today, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever that is. But it looks really good. All right? That's, so that's cool. Anyhow, there's uh, – so I'm cleaning it all up, and I've got the little electric weed eater and the little blower. <laughs> They're working. It's works great. Everything's working great. And I have a stick. Now, this stick – was there when we moved into the house, and it was a stick that went with a broken rake. And I don't know why uh, my wife and I have kept it in the garage for like 17 months, but I thought, this is ridiculous. I got to get rid of this stick. So I looked at the stick, and I thought, I could high karate this because it wouldn't fit in the trash can, right? A little too long. You put it in the trash can, even on an angle, the trash can sitting up about four inches, and you know it was windy yesterday. So if I did that, it would catch the wind. And, you know, so I thought, nah, I can high karate this. I'm strong enough. And then I thought, this is the kind of thing where pride really gets in the way. I got to be careful. So I did what any other guy would do. I took my two trash cans. I put the stick in between the two trash cans. I took a saw, and I cut the saw half. I used the saw and cut the stick halfway through. So now I'm going to high karate this bad boy and feel good about it. Yeah, no pride here, right? How long do I got? Like a minute, two minutes? Perfect, two minutes. Watch this. So I cut it perfectly in half. I get my arm, my forearm, my elbow, and I go, hi-ya! And I high karate that bad boy. One part of the two part sticks, okay, which is like kind of like a broom handle, hits the top of the trash can where it was sitting, kind of bounced on it, came up, and hit me right in the forehead. <laughs> Bam! I was really feeling pride right up until it hit me in the head. And then I realized, one, I couldn't have done it without the saw. And two, even with the saw, apparently I couldn't have done it <laughs> because the stick hit me back. I don't think that was very nice of it. And I will say it did end up in the trash and it went bye-bye. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Uh, we're having a fun day Monday. You know, been fun, I think, you know, for a Monday, right? Okay. Uh, horn. Horn. We're going to play the horn because of this trivia question. You've been warned. Here we go. All right, play it one more time because it is kind of tricky. True or false, the prophet Jonah boarded a ship bound for Yapa. Yeah. You think, well, what's so hard about that? True or false? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Uh, you can also text in 214-210-8483. And then as well, you can send an email, david at org. So I'm trying to keep you guys kind of in the loop on everything. I just... It's just easier. <laughs> I tell you as much as I can. One, I can't remember which one I did. 
on uh, the study for I can't remember I I think we did Matthew I don't think we did Luke I can't remember if we did John is that terrible and I can't find the notes I'm usually really good at notes I mean that's getting my professors like I'm lost on that so if anybody knows that let me know number two don't forget to pray for Ukraine in fact let's do that real quickly because we want to do that as a collective so let's pray real quickly for Ukraine Father we still ask for peace we I don't we don't even know what's going on if it's some people ask me whether this leads into a bigger war and I, I don't know. All I know is I wish that you would bring peace there and show your miraculous power and that everybody on the human plane that thinks they're brilliant and or whatever would just be quiet and that you would be honored and glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting tired of hearing everything from everybody else. Uh, don't forget to pray for me for finishing. I'm working on the brochures. Uh, don't forget to give, blah, 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 blah. The app, by the way. This is one thing I found out about the app that we have. It's not the most expensive app, but guess what? It works everywhere. I could not believe it. I could hear the show. They were interested when the show was on. It would just have to be at that time, so I hit the app. The show went right on. So if you can, if you have a cheaper phone like mine, you can still get the app for free. Isn't that nice? Okay. Trivia question again, and then we'll go into the teaching before I knock everything else out. Oh, no, we got to do our, our humor, so you got to wait. Uh, true or false, the prophet Jonah bearded, 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 bearded. <laughs> he bearded this. Not as them, like, boarding. I guess he bearded it. See, that's why that dot shouldn't be there. True or false, the prophet Jonah boarded a ship bound for Yapa. Yapa, Yapa, Hop, Yapa. Okay, close enough. All right, let's do these jokes. They're very short, very quick. Ready? Got the buzzer? I didn't hear it. You sure you got it? Okay, thank you. Do uh, Did all the animals come on the ark? Did all the animals on the ark come in pairs? Did all the animals on the ark come in pairs? The answer is no. The worms came in apples. I don't blame you. Which animal on Noah's ark had the highest level of intelligence? Giraffe. Okay. How do we know the horses aboard uh, were pessimistic? They said nay to everything. <laughs> okay. Uh, the last couple are good. Uh, which animals were the last to leave the ark? The elephants. Took some time for them to pack their trunks. And then... <laughs> a little lame okay i know but this one is good so we'll just end it with this one this isn't one of those but this is funny uh what was the pastor's sermon today babylon uh, wait, wait. Waka, waka. <laughs> the pastor preached in babylon no he seemed to babble on and on and on and on and on <laughs> You know, my, my my own personal stuff is funnier than the jokes. Is that sad? Isn't that like something wrong with that? Okay. Get a better joke book. You're not kidding, and you wouldn't believe how expensive it is to get a decent joke book. It's like, really? You want $5 for those? Oh, that's terrible. Okay, I'm just going to move on now into the teaching. <laughs> yes, we're dying on the vine here. Leave us alone. Okay, here we go. Uh, so you've got the trivia question. I'll say it one more time just so people can know. Uh, trivia question. True or false, the prophet Jonah boarded a ship bound for Yapa. Not bearded. All right, let me go into the text. Uh, we are in this thing uh, right where Nehemiah has uh, trying to tell everybody that everybody counts. This is this section. This section between the end of chapter 4 and the first third or 
first fifth of chapter five is about him saying, hey, you guys, stop being jerks to one another. That's what he says. It's like, wow, that's like, you mean you say, they say stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how it is. Uh, Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 23 says this, During the time none of us, not I, nor my relatives, nor my servants, nor the guards who were with me, ever took off our clothes, we carried our weapons with us at all times, even when we went for water. The One of the things that Nehemiah brings up is there was no special favoritism for his family. Now, he did a lot for the community. He helped bring the wall back together. They were putting together the, the working on the temple. They were working on everything. And Nehemiah had a lot of authority and a lot of power. He was essentially a governor, and he could have done quite a bit for his family. But see, there's a problem there when people who are in leadership, whether they are sent of God or just in that position of leadership because God allowed it, there's a problem when people do things just for their family. And that's that whole thing we were just saying about nepotism, about this idea of giving jobs or special favors to people because they're connected to you or they're related to you. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to go down this uh, road that people want me to go down, but I'm just simply going to say every decision that we make amongst who gets what or th- that kind of thing, everything should be based on the person's character and their work. I mean, everything should be based on the qualities of people, of course. But here's what you don't do. You don't use your ability to influence on the behalf of just your family as a leader. Not not as a mother or father, not as a dad, not as a brother. No, no, as a leader of people. You love everybody. You take care of everybody. You watch out for everybody. And Nehemiah gets really mad. I don't think we understand how bad this gets. Because these people that were doing that, these become the same people that are oppressing the poor. And these people who are oppressing the poor become the same people who are charging usury, which is excessive interest. Not interest, but excessive interest. And these people who are doing that are all this same group. And these people are hurting the cause. Now, you can tie that to American politics if you want to, and it doesn't, doesn't necessitate that it's wrong. But you can tie that to any politics in any country. The families seem to get favored as though that's any different than kings giving you know, <laughs> thrones to their you know, nephew once removed, third to the side, left of the cousin, whatever. It's like, wow, how does all that stuff happen? It happens in sin. That's how it happens. And the Lord doesn't like that. Right? Who took over for Moses? Joshua. <laughs> Was Joshua Moses' kid? No. So it's like, that's all you got to know. Like, oh, okay. And the idea in this is it has to be of a quality person and the quality connection. And I, I fear for our world in the capacity that we don't even we don't even charge on this. We don't even respond to this anymore. When we have nepotism taking place in our government, everybody just goes, oh, well. It's like I, I don't think God at any point goes, oh, well. In Job chapter 37, it says that the Lord either pours out punishment or blessing. He talks about that when he allows certain events on the earth. And I get more of the feeling that there's a little bit of punishment going on. Because right now it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of blessing going on. To me, it's like it's all this kind of stuff. It's murdering innocent children. It's doing all these things where we know that the leadership is wrong. 
and, and I'll be honest and say this to you, that there are many conservative Christians who are really, you know, they, they, they want to do it right, but when it comes to poor people and stuff like that, they're all, they're all like, well, you know, they should this or they should this. It's like, look, you're not supposed to discourage them. You're supposed to encourage them, help them out. Yes, they need to be trying. I agree. They need to be working at it. I agree. But don't despise them. That's not cool. Because Jesus didn't. Aha! See? What's the model? Jesus. Well, what about you know, somebody like Golda Meir, fantastic political leader? She was a fantastic political leader. Jesus is our model. You see, our kingdom is in God's economy. Our lives are in heaven. We are strangers and aliens on this earth. This is not the last stand. This is not the hill we die on. We die on the hill called Calvary. That's the hill you die on. And the reason that I bring it up is I get concerned that this is not going as well as you know we all want it to. And the only solution for all of this leadership rubbish all across the board is prayer. I get I have one relative that gets mad at me. It's not a matter of praying. Praying, you have to revolt. You have to take up this and and do this. It's like that's so wrong. It's unbelievable. Jesus taught us that by prayer we can move things on earth. Let's do that because then God's involved. And it's not just the flesh. That's just my, you know, whatever, little take. No, it's not because I went to Houston. All right, uh, somebody ready to answer a trivia question? Or are they good? Okay, so if somebody does have a question, we'll try and bring that in real quickly, and we might have to go to another segment to do that. And some people are probably freaking out now, but it's okay. I love you. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Roger again. Hey, Roger again. How are you? <laughs> okay. Ah, it's great uh, to hear your voice. What, what am I doing today? What's that? <laughs> what are you doing today? <laughs> what am I doing today? I don't know. What are oh, you I doing today? I called you up. Yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're... I, forget, I forgot why I called you. <laughs> okay. Were you looking for the answer? Because it could be six. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. Uh, I, I, I had to do that. For <laughs> you know, my why did I call com- today? <laughs> let me let me give you something. Okay, fire away. My problem with complaining is I'll end up complaining about complaining. Exactly. <laughs> you are you are Jewish at heart, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and you say, David Spoon experience? Well, I have a Roger, uh, again, experience. <laughs> I, I love I love that you said that. And I, you know what's so bad, Roger? I'm bad at that. I'm like, I say, well, I'm not going to complain. And then I go, blah, 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 blah. And I just do it. It's so terrible. <laughs> and then you complain that you were complaining. Exactly. <laughs> At least you understand me. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's like we, you said something in the text about the heart. God judges the heart of man. You know, he, I don't know, he, I don't think he's up there marking every, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, here's a mark, here's a mark, here, here's a mark. <laughs> yeah, he, he knows what's going on on the inside, so there is no question about that. 
Good job. Uh, anyways, well, I don't. I did forget why. It was an encouraging moment. Do you know? Uh, I didn't even hear the trivia. I would put you on hold. I put my. <laughs> I put my radio on hold. <laughs> Good job, Rodrigo. That's one of the more unique calls we've got. We're going to have to load that one up. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to load up? <laughs> the laughing. The shotgun to the, shoot me because I didn't know what I was talking about? Nah, it's good. <laughs> if you remember what you called, call me back. <laughs> Okay, encouraging moment. That's it. There you go. (laughs) Thank you, bro. All right. I've got to encourage you not to worry about complaining about complaining. Got it. That gets rid of two sins at once. There you go. Worrying about complaining. There you go. Good good job. Helping me stay on the straight and narrow, and I appreciate it. (laughs) And have fun. Have fun with life. You got it. You know, we can't. uh, There's a song. Don't worry. Be happy. (laughs) Roger is now singing us Don't Worry, Be Happy. Mark that down, folks. You might as well laugh about it. That's a classic radio moment right there. Don't worry. Be happy. There you go. Thank you, brother. God bless you. And then when everything shuts down, you think about, I had such a bad day or something like that. Everything's going bad. Then you say to yourself, what a day that'll be when my Jesus I shall see. And I look upon his face as he cares about me. He takes me by the hand. And shows me the promised land. What a day, what a day that'll be. <laughs> good job, Roger. There you go. Thank you, brother. That was good. Okay. I'm not, not going to answer your trivia because I don't know what it is. So all right. Okay. God bless you all. You take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, true or false, the prophet Jonah boarded a ship bound for Yappa. The answer to that, by the way, for those that wanted to know, is false. It was bound for Tarshish. See, that's why that was so sneaky. All right, we're still going to take a break and then come back because we just got lots to do. So just hang in there. It's just one of those weird shows that we like. Uh, You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here. On KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. 
By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Now, if anybody gets offended at this, I apologize that you have no sense of humor. Okay. Uh, like that? That's a good line. <laughs> bam, bam. All right. Uh, here's the first one. A pastor was leaving his area and was saying farewell to his congregation at the church door for the last time. He shook the hand of an elderly lady as she walked out. She said, your successor won't be as good as you. Well, nonsense, said the pastor in a flattered tone. No, really, said the old lady. I've been here under five different ministers, and each new one has been worse than the last. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. But this one, this is the one that's going to offend people, which is irony, right? Because that's more offensive than this is, and this is just too f- – and if you guys get offended at this, I – you know, take a, take a week off the show. Uh, it seems there was a minister who had just all of his remaining teeth pulled and new dentures were being made. The first Sunday, he only preached 10 minutes. The second Sunday, he preached 20 minutes. But the third Sunday, he preached an hour and 25 minutes. When asked about this by some of the congregation, he responded this way. The first Sunday, my gums were so sore it hurt to talk. The second Sunday, my dentures were hurting a lot. The third Sunday, I accidentally grabbed my wife's dentures, and I couldn't stop talking. (laughs) Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we have lost control completely, but that's all right. In which chapter of the book of Revelation does John see the vision of the scroll and the lamb? The scroll and the lamb. Hint. It's after three, but before seven. So you got four, five, and six to pick from. There, yeah, that's three, right? That's fair. In which chapter of the book of Revelation does John see a vision of the scroll and the lamb? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. Send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. If you don't know that answer, it's okay. Look it up. To the scroll and the lamb. The scroll. Which chapter in the book of Revelation? The scroll and the lamb. Uh, Also, we want to send you to the website. Here, I'll tell you all this nifty stuff about the website. Uh, If you can give, great. Go to hemustincrease.org. 
prayer request? HeMustIncrease.org Praise report? HeMustIncrease.org Looking to give to this ministry? HeMustIncrease.org Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org Alright, we are... <laughs> we are so far behind. It's, uh... I mean, it's funny, but, you know, it's one of those things. Alright, trivia question is... I really did not expect to come back to, to be have a show like this. I mean, I really I, I thought I was just going to have to push through with everything I had because I've been I'm really tired, right? But this has been energizing in its own way. Which chapter of the Book of Revelation does John see a vision of the scroll and the Lamb? Okay, chapter four, chapter five, or chapter six? All right, that's that. That's that. Let's do our. It's what do you got? History? All right, let's do a little history. Because history is actually pretty good. So let's do history real quick. Let's go All right, it is uh, National Crunchy Taco Day. Which is I'm like, on board. I mean, that's just one of my favorites. National French Bread Day. I'm on board for that. Okay. Too. National Flower Day. Shout out to my wife. Uh, National Poetry Day. You know that one poet. You know the one song we do, or the one rhyme we do, right? Ready? Roses are red, violets are bluish. If it wasn't for Jesus, you would all be Jewish. Uh, it's also Fragrance Day. That's right. That's a funny one. Okay. Uh, let's see. None of that's good. None of that's good. None of that's good. None of that's good. Uh, really, I mean, there's like five fires that took place today that hurt a lot of people. It's terrible, right? I mean, it's just uh, that's bad. That's bad. J.R. Ewing is shot in on the Dallas leading the catchphrase, who shot J.R.? That's the history? Okay. That's me crumpling up the history. Okay, there you go. Back to that uh, trivia question. It's not an easy one, but if you look it up, if you don't have a Bible app, by the way, you should. There's like multiple Bible free Bible apps, aren't there, for even Apple and Android, right? I mean, there's like the Bible. There's like a bazillion of them, isn't there? A bazillion. It's a short number. In which chapter of the book of Revelation does John see a vision of the scroll and the lamb? If you need to look this up on a uh, on a search thing, I think you probably should be allowed to because it's not the best question. Eh, I do the best I can. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's get into the teaching. Uh, don't, don't got a lot in this. I just want to read this to you and make sure everybody understands this. This is chapter 5, verse 1. About this time, some of the men and their wives raised a cry of protest against their fellow Jews. They were saying, we have such large families. We need more money so we can just buy food. We need to survive. Others said, we've mortgaged our fields, our vineyards, and our uh, homes to get food during the famine. Others says we have already borrowed to the limit on our fields and vineyards to pay our taxes. Uh, we belong to the same family and our children are just like theirs. Well, that's an amazing statement. Their children, Our children are just like yours. Yet we must sell our children into slavery to get enough money to live. We've already sold some of our daughters and we are helpless to do anything about it. For our field and vineyards are already mortgaged to others. The problem is not the people say. Well, that's like they're like condoning slavery. That's not exactly how that worked. They would sell their labor of their children, so to speak, but they weren't slaves the way that American slavery is, which was really much more atrocious than uh, anything except for when the Jews were in slavery to Egypt. That was probably the worst that there, there ever was. But this is a, this is about 
people saying, our kids have value. Our kids are important. And this is about the separation between the wealthy and the not wealthy. And Scripture is wired into this. If you just read Scripture, people in churches will treat somebody who looks wealthy better then they will treat somebody who doesn't look wealthy. There was a, it's an urban story, but it's a good one, so I'm going to tell it anyway, about the guy that comes into this church and they're waiting for the new pastor and this guy smells and he's got, you know, shavy all over him and he looks terrible and they're all like, well, you, you sit in the back, you sit in the back, and they were all waiting for the new pastor to show up. And after they waited, they, they said, they're going to do the worship, they did the worship, pastor still didn't show up and everybody's waiting around. Then the guy who looks all grubby gets up takes off a costume he's the pastor like oops right the reason that's important is because you can't do that okay you cannot judge a person because of their financial status you cannot that's just not permissible i mean i mean that's not an okay thing to do that doesn't mean that there's not lousy people in every realm there are lousy people in every realm there's lousy rich people there's lousy poor people okay just i mean be honest but you don't look down on people because they're not as blessed or as fortunate as you. That's wrong. It's just not acceptable in the mind and the heart of God. Okay? Just keep it at that simple. There, I don't have to preach anymore about that. All right. Uh, in which chapter of the book of Revelation does John see a vision of the scroll and of the Lamb? The answer is five. <laughs> see? Four, five, and six. Five. It was in Revelation chapter 5. You guys, you have to read the book of Revelation. You can't not read it because you don't understand. Read it, okay? It's the only book you get to read. Even if you don't understand, you still get blessed. Blessed is the person who reads this, okay? Use that. I will take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree of theological studies and is involved in a Ph.D. program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local, and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. What is the David Spoon Experience? This is Ray Bentley. Ray Bentley, the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> on the show. I going to say that about you. <laughs> it has been four Ooh. years and six in six months and 29 days since you've been live on the David Spoon Experience. Oh, man, <laughs> finally. I, 
I'm sliding in under the tag, home safe. You are Finally. safe. Okay. And so I'll tell the entire audience, real simple, uh, after this interview, you can either blame Ray or you can bless Ray <laughs> because it was his fault a year and a half ago on February 12th when he called me and said, you should be back on the radio. Amen. You just point Amen. to that guy. Okay. <laughs> all right. First of all, Ray, I want to ask you a really important question to start everything off with. The time is yours. You determine how much time you've got. It's totally up to you. But I do want to just ask you this quick question. How you doing? <laughs> you know what? I am doing uh, good. I, I'm doing – actually, I'm doing great. I think these are exciting times. Uh, I, I feel like – we're in an acceleration of things happening, of God moving, of kind of things that we thought about and imagined prophetically what it would look like. And it's like happening so much so fast with such acceleration. I'm like, I can't hardly keep up with it all. It's just, it's a great hour uh, to look up and to encourage one another. You know, I, I do realize there's lots of uh, challenges, and these are trying times, but out of the worst of times come the best of times. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. It's so nice to hear Ray. So now Ray is, I'm actually going to change the direction we're going in the show because we can do that. <laughs> and uh, But Ray is the reason that I'm on the radio. I mean, that's really, I mean, it's just absolutely the truth. Okay, he I mean, he I'm going to share some of this and we'll get into this, but um, I'll pick it up from there and then I'll pick up the original radio story because you guys will be going. going All right. Uh, But we'll do one more trivia question, trying to make it easy. In the Old Testament, Daniel had a vision of a man wearing a belt. It was a very important metal. What was the belt made of? Okay. There you go. What was the belt made of that Daniel Daniel had a vision of a man wearing a belt? What was the belt made of? That's it. Straightforward. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email in to david at hemustincrease.org. So we've already told you guys about, what did we do? We told you about going to the website. That's the place to give. Da, 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 da. Tomorrow's show will be a lot of fun too, I'm anticipating. But I want to share with you a couple things. Now, I didn't know that Jennifer was going to put that fill in. She does all the fills, right? She, you don't get to do any of the fills. So I don't think she knew that we were going to be talking about any of this stuff here. So I'll tell you the story about Ray real quickly, and then I'll tell you a story about radio. The, my radio existence has two phone calls. <laughs> People are like, whoa, two, two phone calls. One phone call from for San Diego, one phone call for Texas, for, for the Dallas, uh, Dallas area, for the, the it's, it's, it's Irving, right? <laughs> See, I have to ask that question because we live by Irvine, and it's so irritating, right? And I remember Irving because of the, all the jokes. Saul and Irving. Anyway, so the idea behind that is Irving's more... Yiddish Jewish kind of okay. So I'm sitting at home. So we moved out here and nobody knows this story really better than Deb. 
except for Noel and I. I mean, the kids really don't even know it as well as, as Aunt Deb does. But we are uh, trying to find our place. And that is just like the nicest way to say it. So um, my resume is really extensive. Okay, I'm not kidding. I've helped raise millions of dollars on certain companies. Uh, we've had stock companies that turned and did really well. We had stock companies that turned and did really bad. So we've had all of it. I've had the full range of it. I've done every position uh, except for CFO. It's probably the only thing I've never done. Uh, and that's because I can't even balance a checkbook. But that's not the point. The point is, I try, so I put out 200 resumes in the first six months of being in Texas. I had I got four responses and one job that I did for a while that I was thinking, this is nuts. <laughs> so I'm just telling you, right? I'm sitting in my chair in my living room. I do a lot of praying in chairs and bathtubs, how it goes. Ray calls me up and it's just I'm frustrated. I even you know, I talked to to Noel's dad to, to talk to Bruce about just trying to like you know I'm I'm, I'm really trying to figure out, am I missing something you know got my master's thing uh, just about done and I'm trying what what am I not getting I'm just not getting any of this and Ray calls me and it's just the way you know how Ray talks and stuff it's like what you doing <laughs> so that's what I said to him I literally said I'm sitting in the chair talking to you Ray. <laughs> That's how I said it to him. And so Ray goes, yeah. He goes, you're supposed to be on the radio. And I'm like, what? And he's like, you're supposed to be on the radio. And it's like, I was already not going to do it with Salem because it, not to be offensive, but there it can be you know, kind of businessy oriented. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you're into. But I was just sick of it. I didn't want to do it anymore. And. He's like, you should be on the radio. He goes, I'm not really going to tell you much else. Just figure out how to get back on the radio. Okay, talk to you later. <laughs> Click. Okay, that's what Ray did. And you think, no way, right? Within 36 hours of that phone call, I was doing a tour of the station. <laughs> it's like, really? Really? And so we did the tour of the station, and I'm just sitting there going, what am I? I've got to be so nuts. I mean, I just, I mean, it's bad enough that when I was younger, and we, we haven't really gotten to this, but when I was younger, I turned down my dad's offer for millions of dollars. But that was bad enough. And then bad enough, I turned down other opportunities, pastoral opportunities, not that they would have been bad, just not the right fit, not the right time, and so on and so forth. And it's bad enough, I didn't even start radio until I was 50, okay, <laughs> which tells you a lot. And then Ray is like, what do you, you got to be back on radio. Okay. Well, great. Not talking to you much more. Bye. Click. <laughs> so you're just sitting there going, what happened? Right? From that phone call to March 18th, three years ago, and, and actually we could have started on the 11th, but I wasn't really ready. I think it's, I, 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 was a, f a little bit afraid. I mean, I think that would be accurate because I had stopped doing radio. I didn't know how it was going to go. I was already considered a wackadoodle in San Diego. And so I don't know how it's going to go in Texas because, you know, understand, I don't like saying California. I like saying San Diego because California is like, yeah. 
exactly the same. He goes, Deuce. So I, that's why I separate those two in case you're wondering why I taught that way. So, I, you know, I, I get here, and I don't know how you guys how it's going to go. And in the beginning, it, it the show was fine, but we ran it like a business. And that's when the Lord really pounded down on me and said, no, no, no. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> that's my response. What do you mean, no? And it's like, no, it's a ministry, not a business. Not that you can't do that. I'm not saying anything is better. Just for me at this time, it's like, no, no, no. That's when we decided we are going to change it up, make it a ministry, and we, I, I can tell you from the point where we knew that God wanted it to be a ministry to, to the point where we got our recognition from the IRS and every single thing that should have been done that should have been taken three, six, uh, even 12 months took about uh, 28 days from start to finish, including changing a banking account from business to nonprofit. It's <laughs> amazing. Things. Boom, 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 boom. Everything lined up. And that was the Lord. But you wouldn't think from that one phone call, and then even my own hesitancy, but once the Lord had—that's the one thing he spoke to me that I mentioned to you guys before. It's like, I am with you more than you were with me. My argument with God is, I don't feel like you're with me because I'm trying all these things and nothing's working. Part of that is my lack of patience, which I think most of you are pretty aware of. And then uh, the other part is just genuinely not wanting to do it wrong, knowing how many times throughout my Christian journey I've done it wrong. And it was like, I just want to nail it down. I want to get it right. And when we flipped from in, in that time frame, the whole spirit of the show changed. It was just because it wasn't about business. It was about the Lord. And if the Lord wants to keep it going, he can keep it going. And if he doesn't want to keep it going, he can shut it down. And you think, well, that's kind of a kind of a cavalier way to do it. Man, I don't think so. I think the way to do it is to have a relationship with the Lord, make sure you're deeply connected, and then do your best to be about his business. And if he wants you to make a change of direction, he's got that, not just that uh, permission, quote-unquote. He has that, that privilege and that wisdom, and you just go, okay, and leave it alone. And because of that, it's just amazing that that was on. I just find that to be stellar. That he makes that call, he makes one comment, and it, just somehow when he said that, I knew he was right. That's the weird part. Like, yeah, that's right. We gotta, I got to get back on. So I get back on. I get back on initially in business. We change that. We get into ministry. Then it does well. well. Not well, but good enough. We have a hard time paying the rent. I mean, I really don't make. I don't make 10 bucks an hour. Just so you know, I don't. I, I don't. Okay, we've used a few school loans here or there <laughs> to keep things going. That's not. That's not. I don't care. Is that we're doing kingdom work. Ah, now I care because I care about that more than anything else. I do because we're all going to be done. If the Lord tarries, we're all going to be done. And I don't care if there's a monument here or not. I want to make sure I'm laying up treasures. And that's what I think all of you want to do. That's what you want to do with one another. It's like, yeah, I'm not, you know. Uh, it's not about, it's, it's, it's being where the Lord wants you to be and doing what the Lord wants you to do. That's what it is. So, and why that's ironic, and we'll talk about this later in the week, is that is how I got into San Diego by a phone call because I was sitting there trying to figure out what my next thing was there. And that's when my son called me and said, what you doing, Dad? It's like the same thing Ray did, only these guys aren't spiritual. And then uh, he's like, you should, he said, you should do whatever you think is the wildest thing. This would be the time to try it. 
that phone call led me to try radio. I'm like, I'm 50. Who goes into radio when they're 50? Nobody. <laughs> and that was wildly successful. I was just like, boy, I should have done radio when I was 25. I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> Listen, there's always pivot moments in your Christian walk. You don't get to determine when they happen. You don't get to even decide or any of that. Here's what you get to do. You get to say, yes, Lord. Okay? I want to answer the trivia question in a second, but here's what you get to say. Yes, Lord, to whatever that is. That's what we do. Why? Because we love him, and he loves us, and we want to do the things that please him. And it cannot be based on the audience. It has to be based on the author, or we're all in trouble. In the Old Testament, Daniel had a vision of a man wearing a belt made of what materials? The answer to that would be gold. It was made of gold. There you go. All right, folks, you get a little bit every day to kind of fill in some of the pieces. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. 22 and a half hour break, then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.